Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Ceci, Irene, and Vero, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome to episode six of the Level Up Latina podcast. Parenting tales and surviving the tough times. So parenting tales and surviving the tough times. Yes. So what ages are we talking here? What ages do we've got? Do we have? Uh, let's see. For me, for myself, for Vero, uh, I have a 19 month old. She's going to be 20 months this, oh, in a couple of days. And then I have a almost four month old and two days he'll be four months. So I have very, I think I have the youngest ones in our crew. That's and right. I have the middle ones, which, uh, as you, most of you guys know, I have twin girls. They two, are two? two, just under two and a half. So terrible two times two. Oh, I have, I have a seven-year-old. I have an eight-year-old who's going to be nine in less than a month. She doesn't let me forget it. And I've got a 12-year-old. Got a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. Look at that. I like that. So we have a good variety of age groups in our, in our lives and our babies and different stages that each of them are going through. I think for me, I think mine's going to be like the simplest just because I haven't had this much experience as you guys have with your babies. Um, for me, I think the most challenging or my parenting tale has been, um, in the sense of not losing it, <laughs> trying to not lose it and being really patient, especially with Gali, my, my 19 month old. When I was pregnant, I was just having the hardest time, like really keeping myself uh, patient with her because I was feeling exhausted, tired, and she was, I still wanted to be super active with her. And, and, um, she was starting to get a little frustrated because I was, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't do like what I used to do. I, I, I had stopped going to little classes with her. You know, my boyfriend took over and he was like, you know what? You can't really sit down and get up as easily. So I'll take her to, I'll take her to her music class or I'll take her to mm-hmm. her gym class. And he started doing swim class. So I used to do all these things with her. And then all of a sudden I had to stop. But it wasn't like, I don't look at I said, it was more like, let me stop. Let me let dad transition in because he's going to need to pick up, you know, th- that part of um, not the, the bonding or ne- the need for the parent to be there mm-hmm. when little man gets here. So I wanted to have a smooth transition. I didn't want it to be like a sudden thing from one day to the next. Like, hey, it's not mom anymore. It's solamente papa. So I had, you know, I had talked to my boyfriend. I was like, Hey, I really think it's important that we start slowly having you do all these things with her so that it's not a drastic change when little man's here. So by doing that, I think that kind of started like the little bond in our friendship that we had a mom daughter bond started kind of feeling like, um, she would get really frustrated with me. Like she couldn't express mm-hmm. herself. Right. So you, you see these little mm-hmm. babies like busting tantrums. Like you're trying to change their diaper. You're, you're trying to feed them. Y me estaba. Re, like rechazando like she just like nope like mm-hmm. i don't want you mom i don't want you Aww. you're and that's what it felt like right but we right. We, uh-huh. we we can only like um that's that's just the, what i took from because i can't understand she can't express herself with words so she has to you know she's gonna the, the easiest way for her is either cry scream uh, or throw things right <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. normal uh, absolutely normal exactly but you think like oh my god my child is just crazy no it's it was just one of those processes where she couldn't express you know whatever she was feeling so i was feeling frustrated and um i was never about the bow bow i was like oh, i don't want to spank my kids nothing but one of those days I was changing her diaper y no se calmaba, no me dejaba limpiarla, me desesperé mm-hmm. y yeah. I spanked her girl. And yes, at the moment, the moment my hand touched her little butt, I like regretted it. 
It was just mm-hmm. not what I wanted. That was not what I wanted from her. At that moment, she was expressing herself. And at that moment, mm-hmm. I was expressing myself, yeah. but in a different way, right? And the moment I, sm- I spanked her a little bit and me miró con unos ojos, like she mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. She couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. And it broke my heart. And I, and I knew it. I'm like, it's, it was just one of those things. I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have done it. I regretted it immediately. And then just a look in her eye, like... I felt like I failed her in that sense. Like, oh, really, mm-hmm. mom? This is what you, you're, this is how you're reacting to what I need or my frustration. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I swear, I was just like, that is, I do not want to do that ever, ever again. But it was, I think, the most challenge for me, challenging for me, just because I'm trying to keep it together. I'm pregnant. I have this big opanza. I'm trying to be there for my daughter. And it's just so much going on that I'm like, you know what? That was my easy remedy at the moment. But mm-hmm. it was, it, it, from that moment on, I was like, no, you need to chill, step back. And if this is not what you want, you're going to have to just walk away. And now girl, I just walk away. I'm like, ¿sabes qué? ¿Te quieres mover? ¿Te quieres llorar? ¿No quieres comer? Okay, ahí te dejo. And I move away. Mm-hmm. I walk away. Mm-hmm. Take a grown person, deep breath. <laughs> let it go. You know, because mm-hmm. we're grown as women. Mm-hmm. Um, estos niños no saben. So I'm like, okay, once I do that, I come back. I'm like, okay, ¿ya estás lista? Okay, entonces ya, yeah, we move on. But I think that's been the most challenging for me. You're amazing, Vettel, because honestly, you know, she's not even, you know, into her terrible tools fully, you know, and you're already learning yeah. that lesson. I can I can think that I, I it took me a while. My, my oldest, I think I probably had to evolve once he was four or five years old. And that's when I realized that, you know, this banking thing wasn't going to work for me because I know that I didn't like how I felt after. You're right, Vettel, but I mm-hmm. definitely resorted to it. That's how I was raised. You yeah. know, we resorted, to, we resorted to everything we thought would work. Uh-huh. We thought, you know, timeouts. We thought yelling would work. We thought, you know, spanking would work. And after a while, I, I really started to realize, like, I don't want him to think that this is how you get what you want. I don't want him to think that when his little sister comes around, he gets to spank her. Like yeah, I think for me, okay I evolved. To do that. Right. Once, yeah, once I had a second kid, I realized like, oh my God, all these things that I've done wrong with yeah. my oldest, which was to really be over the top, I think with spanking, I knew that it would translate to him thinking it's okay to use his hands. And I, I, I really kind of took an about face, but good for you, Veto, because you're getting that earlier than... A lot of us. Um, and that's what we're saying that spanking, I mean, I'm not saying that spanking some families, that works for you. So I'm not trying to shame anybody who spanks. And part of me, I think for some times in my life, it really didn't work with Isaiah. It's just not what I chose to do with Sophia and Noah. So it's it's just different. And it's what works for your family. Obviously, we're not saying abuse your child. But no, spanking no, no, is one, one of those Spanking's one of those interesting things where I, I think the three of us probably really got spanked. Like We definitely... Felt- I definitely, was, yeah. Like, uh, no, Latinas, oh, Latinas. Latinas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. My mom, 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 Girl, yeah, yes. my mom once my mom once hit me with a brush because you know me the hell up and that was like I was being a brush like it was a brush and of course I was super dramatic I was I was old enough to be like oh my god Mercedes Mayando I have brain damage yeah. forever like I was the worst my poor <laughs> it's mom <like> brain damage. <laughs> Yeah. I was worse. If I could turn it on and act like I was gonna die, oh, then I was girl. probably being a brat. I was being a brat, but yeah, you know we've kind of evolved from. I know. Maybe they hit us with, I mean, my dad would like grab the cord of the vacuum. This is wrong. This is too, too wrong. So wrong. But now we're open hands on the butt or maybe not. Like everybody kind of evolves, I think, as you 
know better, you do better. Yeah, to chime in a little bit about that, now that my girls are talking, yeah, I have, you know, given them their little spank, uh, but now that they're talking, you know, and um, mm -hmm. I think I, I mentioned the story to you girls the other day, you know, I, one of them frustrated me, right? And I put her on timeout. I, I put her on timeout and then she starts crying and looks at me and tells me, mama, las manos no son para pegar. Which is what I tell them, right? You know, when they're fighting with each other or they're biting each other, I'll say, you know, mm -hmm. los dientes no son para morder, las manos no son para pegar. So she repeated the same mm -hmm. thing that I always tell them. I told her, yes, mm -hmm. you know what? You're right. Ouch. Las manos no son para pegar. But at that moment, you know, like Vero said earlier in her story, like that's what worked for me. And that's how I got my frustration out with her. But she's right. That's las manos right. no son para pegar. Your ha the hands are not to hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you go, las mamá, las manos de mamá, sí, sí, okay. las tuyas, no, no, cuando seas, cuando seas grande, vas a entender, sí, yeah, cuando tú tengas hijos, like, uh -huh. yeah, oh my like God, our moms, cuando works, tú tengas yes. hijos, yeah, when you yeah. have Te kids, girl, when... de mí cuando tú tengas hijos, mm -hmm. right, I, didn't it's we all the, hear that? Uh, Yes, we did. But it's the do as I say, not as I do example oh, yes. where we want yes. them to follow what we say, but not follow what we do, which kids are going to do the opposite. They're going to follow what we do. So every now and then the twins have to spank each other, Ceci. Every now and then. <laughs> Let them do it. Let them do it yes, themselves. Do. But like, yeah. you know, what's funny? We were just saying that it's a, um, do as I say, not as I do. Um, sometimes I hear myself uh, even telling Galilea, like, hey, no hagas esto te dije. And the way I am saying it, I'm listening mm -hmm. to myself, and mm -hmm. it sounds scared. I'm like, I don't like this person. Like, mm -hmm. ew, hazte para allá. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I, if I was a baby, I would be scared. But this baby doesn't know any better. She doesn't have anything mm -hmm. to compare it to. She was just like, ew, mom sounds mm -hmm. different. And it does, I don't like yeah. it. If I don't like it, I wonder what it sounds like to my child. So, you're right, yeah. Beto. You're and right. They're, and they're sponges. Think. Like, they suck yeah. everything. Like, one of mine mm -hmm. talks in the same tone that I do when I tell her stuff. Like, no, te dije que ahorita que acabara voy a ir a darte whatever they're asking for. And then one of pa Paulita, Paulita, you know, she'll repeat it back. No, ahorita que cabe me vas a bajar, mamá. Like, same time that I use. Andale. Yeah. I'm telling sponges. you guys that I, I agree a thousand percent. And now I have a 12 year old that either sounds like me or it sounds like his dad when he's talking mm -hmm. to the little ones. And it's yeah. so annoying to me when he talks to them the way that we talk <laughs> to the little ones. They're yeah. always telling Diego, like, we have to be careful our tone, the way we look at them. Like, sometimes we talk to them like, oh, you should have known better. How did you not know this? And then they hear oh, my 12 year old yeah. tell my seven year old that way. It's like, don't talk to your little brother like that. And he's looking at me like, what? Like, you guys talk to us like that. So what we do, how we do it, our tone. Mm -hmm. And I think for moms that are listening, we're all going to mess up. I think if you try to balance that out with every time that something didn't go your way and you were human and you made a mistake, if there's 10 other times after that where your kid got a great example, got a lot of love, where you checked yourself and you caught yourself, you're going to be okay. With my That's oldest, true. I always think like, if I'm giving him enough love, then the times that I was a total brat, like I will lecture my son and now he says he's old enough to understand mom is pissed and I know how pissed she is based on how long she lectures me. <laughs> wow. So now I... So now I try to catch myself and I'm like, okay, so yeah, 30 second lecture, you know, 60 second lecture. Cause I want him to know, like, I'm not pissed. It's not really a lecture. I got something to cover with you. But if right. I go on and on for five minutes, it's like, oh man, I did something wrong. It, you know, and <laughs> even that, like, not right. Lecturing doesn't work. Nagging like, doesn't that's work. punishment enough. That's punishment enough to have to yeah. hear, sit there and listen have to, hear to her. You. Have yeah. to hear her lay on the guilt. But I think yeah. for all of us moms, we're going to have the moments where we are like completely not choosing breathing. Like Vero said, 
or where we're spanking them or using a tone that we shouldn't. But as long as those moments are the few examples and the greater examples are all those good times, all those tender times, all those calm times, then I think we're winning at this mom thing. Yeah, I think so. I think we are. All of us. All of us and all you ladies out there. And those dads that are having to play the roles of mothers as well, you know, Um, it's not easy. And I think imagine having to be a father, you know, trying to be as nurturing as a mom or as understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not really, most of the time they're not expected for that. They're, the dad is the one you're like, well, if I don't want to spank the kids, I'm going to have dad do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or have that fear of your father. Like I remember my dad would just come out, touch his belt. He wouldn't even ha- like really hit us with it. But as long as I saw my dad touching his belt, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm okay. It's cool. Yeah. But if my mom yeah. did that, I'll be like, ha, try it. I wish you would. So, you know, yeah. It's not easy trying to ha- be that patient person, that nurturing mom, have that role and be a dad at the same time. So props to you. Um, men that are doing both. Absolutely. And, it, and to moms that are finding, especially if you're listening to this and thinking like, this is so hard, I'm overwhelmed. That's where we always preach the self-care piece. Because a yes. lot of times if you're, if you're losing your mm-hmm. cool with your kids a lot, when you're losing your cool with your kids a lot, it's because you probably are just burned out at all kinds of places in your life and all kinds totally of different agree. areas of your life. So for me, I, I recognized early on, like when my kids were starting to act out even more, it's like, oh, they're little humans. They're us. They're just like us. Like something's going on with my my baby boy or my baby girl because suddenly they're in a funk and they're yeah. talking back and they're in a bad mood. It's like me when I resorted to spanking before I was burned out or I was in a mood or something wasn't going well at work or with Diego or something. So I try to do one-on-one dates with the kids and immediately I see a shift in their behavior because it was just like one-on-one quality yeah. time. So the three, of, the three of us have more than one kid and eventually as they get older, they need that individual time. You sissy with twins, like you're yes. definitely going to have to find a way to separate them and individualize exactly. them. Right. Right. Yeah. And we a cue parents is that, their yeah, behaviors. We, yeah. No, we definitely, with the twins, we tr- we're trying to do that even now, implementing like, you know, separation and, you know, Louise will run down to the store and say, you know what, I'm going to take one of them. All right, cool. I'll stay with the other one. Um, it's hard because with when it's just one of us here at home, then it's mm-hmm. hard to separate them. And because these exactly. they're, they're playing, they're playing, but then all of a sudden they just start fighting and they want the same toy. Um, so when we do in that situation, we'll put one of them in their room. Like, okay, you're going to go play in your room and you're going to stay in the living room. Uh, and they think what whoever gets sent to the room, they think they're, they're on timeout. I'm like, no, it's not timeout. Like you're just, oh. you're sitting in there. Like there's, Pobrecita, there. sí. Mm-hmm. Sí, oh, no, 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 estoy castigada. I'm like, no, no estás castigada. You're just going to be sitting there playing. Um, by yourself for a bit and your sister's out here playing by your, by, by herself. Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah, twins, twins has definitely been challenging, like having twins, like in every stage has been different, but I, for me, I think the hardest so far has been definitely coming home with two newborn babies. I'll say, ay Dios, Dios, Mm -hmm. because those, those first three, maybe four months are just, are like a blur. Really? (laughs) But those are the um, toughest three, four months or the hardest yeah, after, ba- after labor. Hard, so they were hard, hard, mm-hmm. hard. And, you know, my mom. And having is two a, and having two at one time. having two at one time. Yeah, it was, I mean, the births and we'll talk about births later on. Oh, girl. But mm. the birth was hard. Uh, coming home with twins was, was hard. Uh, not having immediate help in the sense that, um, you know, my mom's in another city, but she had just gone through a major surgery that I've mentioned in the past. You know, she wasn't, she didn't physically couldn't be with us to help. Uh, my mother-in-law is in another city as well, but bless her heart. She was able to come and stay with us. I want to say about three, three weeks, the first three weeks that we brought the girls home and she was helping us, cooking for us, uh, letting us take you know, I don't know, like a 10 minute nap when possible. And that helped. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Luis wasn't, he took some time off from school uh, for a month or two, I think he was on paternity leave. Uh, and we were just walking zombies. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah, me imagino. yeah, walking zombies. Um, we were feeding the girls every, what was it, every two hours, every three hours. I forgot what it was. Uh, me trying to produce enough milk for both of them. We, we had to supplement with, with formula and that's okay too. You know, if you're not yes, producing yep. enough milk, that's yes. okay. You know, what are the, what's oh, the yeah. saying? Um, the best feed is, right? what the is best, it? the best fed baby is a fed baby. I'm just the, yes, you got it. You, yes. okay. I yes. hope so. I yes, hope that's I what it is. Cause girl, mm. I think that's what it is. You know, we're, we were just making it work. Um, uh, I think. The whole process of getting the babies up and feeding them and changing them, it took like an hour and a half. Like, and we would switch off. Like, I would breastfeed one, switch, uh, give the baby to Luis for him to change, get, grab the other baby. And the whole process, I think, would take like an hour and a half to two hours and then go back to sleep or try to go back to sleep. We never even said good night anymore. We, would, uh, Lisa and I would always say, um, have a good nap, you know? Cause it was <laughs> yeah. <amazing. laughs> It was See you in crazy, ten. Crazy. See you in ten. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that things of in that moment, it is such a big deal. It is yes. such a big deal it in your is. life. It is such a like all-consuming, especially first-time moms. Like, how are you ever gonna get back to being the person you were before? Mm-hmm. How are you ever gonna like get up and go again? You can't get up and go again. There's diapers. There's formulas. There's babies. There's schedules. Mm-hmm. There's don't lose the binky. Don't lose the pacifier. Lose it. like, there's, yeah. It's such a big deal, and then it's over. And then you blink yeah. and it's over. So the mom's going through it. Pero comadre, you have a little baby boy. You are going to, believe it or not, miss it. You know, one day you'll get back to sleeping again. And one day you'll get back to having kids that um, are pretty independent. And you're independent back like you were before kids. And then you realize that moment was just a moment. It was so hard, right? It was such yeah. a blur. We were all such zombies. But that too shall pass. So for all of our moms that are coming up on that or going through that right now, like don't get overwhelmed by how hard it is right now. It's easy to say that, right? But we've, we've all been through it. Try your best to not get overwhelmed, to take your 10 minute naps, to ask for help, uh, to seek out those that can support you because it'll pass and you're going to go back to being your normal self one day. It'll get easier. Exactly. I promise. I promise. Vero. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I believe it. I believe it. I see all of you like, you know, I think we were some of the last ones of our friends, our circle of friends to yeah. have babies. So, you know, we saw it. I'm like, okay, so me hace con eso, con verde que you will survive and everything has been, it's going to be temporary. Everything is temporary. And just, it's taken a lot to really just sit back, let it be what it is and enjoy it because there, you want to keep constantly going, right? We're not the kind of mm-hmm. females or women that have always been the kind to just sit back and let life go. Mm-hmm. And I think at these moments, one of those, like, you know what, let's embrace it. It's really hard to do it and sit back. And, you know, today, like what today I haven't even gotten on my PJs, but I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've, I've been nursing all morning. You know, I've been, I've had, you know, a nice morning with my, with my boyfriend, with our daughter. And I made, I made a late breakfast ended up being lunch, but it was just, just in the moment. It didn't feel. Yeah. It's brunch. We brunch Latinas every brunch. day. Latinas who brunch yes. every day. And it's kind of one of those things like the pressure's off. Like why, why do I have to feel that I, there's this pressure that I have to do things a certain, or things have to be done a certain way? You know what? Just let it be. Take the moment for mm-hmm. what it is. And you know, al ratito me baño, al ratito me cambio. It's okay. Yes. Um, as long as, you know, everything else, as long as the baby's fed, as long as my kids are good, I'm, I'm good. I'm healthy. Then we're all right. You know? Yeah. It's like you, pero el trabajo en la casa nunca se acaba, you know? Oh, nunca. You know, let it be. Yes, we'll see. So, mm-hmm. Irene, since you've been the one who's had that 
kids the longest, you know, and has, has, has actually lived through a bunch of different stages with them, you know, um, how, do you have like any, like a, any story that you might be, be like, dude, this has been the worst or has been like a very, uh, traumatizing event or moment for us or a life shaping or something. Gosh, I have a lot of stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I have a lot. I, I have a, a fun story that I wanted to share today about the time that child protective services knocked on my door. What? Um, uh-huh. yes. And you think that parents have it all together and they know what they're doing, but, um, my little one. So my two youngest are about 16 months apart. So a few years ago when my almost nine-year-old was, God, many years ago now, she was about um, two. So she's probably like, you know, Gali's age. And she's yeah. running around town and she's loving life and we're having a great time. We went to a lake and we were hanging out. I've got my little newborn pretty much and I'm really, you know, attending to him, having this baby. We're getting there. We're unloading. We're all excited. My oldest, who was probably like five, six at the time, is on the sand. He's playing with Sophie, who's walking, who's talking, who's having a good time. And they start to get further and further away from us. And as they're getting further and further away from us, we see that they are about to like jump into something and, and you can't really see what it is but my, my mother-in-law says wait guys isn't that like a fire pit like one of those fire pits that that, that are at the park and I like scream like yes no and so Diego and I you could just it was like slow motion we're like running towards my baby girl and we're like yelling no no before I knew it she was like jumping into this little fire pit that was embedded into the ground it wasn't like a mm-hmm. hard thing like she wasn't climbing over it she just jumped into it long and short of it is her little feet got burned by ash that was there the night before her hand got oh. burned a little bit because she's wiping the her feet and she's crying and it's so dramatic. We run to grab her and I'm crying and it's like, we feel so terrible for her. We run back. I, I We called our brother-in-law who's an EMT and he's like, just use Neosporin. I don't think you need to take her to the doctor. She's okay. And the reason I'm sharing this story is because I'm such a Latina. I am such a Latina at heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my husband, my husband is such a... Yes, my husband is such a Latino at heart. We were raised with Remedios. Yes, we were raised with Remedios. We were raised with Home Remedies. We, we didn't have insurance growing up. We weren't used to going to the doctor, not in my family, not in my husband's family. My dentist was in TJ growing up. Shout out to all the dentists in TJ. Mm-hmm. A lot of us mm-hmm. had to go across the border for medical services. So my point is that neither my husband or I, we had three kids. We would take our kids to, you know, we went to prenatal care and to their checkups and their wellness. But when things would go wrong like this, you know, we never really thought rush to the emergency room. And people might be listening and thinking, what a naive parent. But no, I didn't think rush her to the emergency room. She seemed okay. Mm -hmm. The The burns didn't seem severe. We put Neosporin on. We're taking care of her. We're treating her for the rest of the day. We felt terrible, obviously. It's a dramatic long story. But the next day or two days later, I had a wellness appointment for my youngest. And I called and I had them add her in for the day and I said you know I want my daughter to be seen she had this accident over the weekend so the Mm -hmm. long and short of it there is that when I had her seen I was very innocent in bringing both my kids in and the doctor that that you know saw my son saw her and she kind of looked at me sideways kind of like why haven't you brought her in sooner and I'm and I'm telling her honestly purely she seemed okay we treated her we've been treating her and and she seems great in spirits and I know I had this appointment I knew I'd be here today so I'm bringing her now and she's like well you should have booked an appointment and I'm like I did. I booked this appointment. Like she technically has an appointment today. Well, anyway, a couple of weeks later, CPS knocked at our door. That doctor Ooh, girl. obviously mm-hmm. said that there may be what is some neglect there, some medical neglect. So the point is, you know, don't ignore those moments where you're unsure. If it's you calling the hospital, if it's you going to the hospital, I guess err on the side of the rather safe than sorry. But I do, I do appreciate the experience because I think that when they knocked on my door and they came in and it was kind of humiliating, and embarrassing because they're looking in your fridge, they're turning on your, 
stove to see if you have gas and see if your electricity works. And they interview your kids privately. They interviewed my mm-hmm. oldest. They asked Isaiah, you know, what do your parents do when they're mad at you or frustrated? And my sweet Isaiah, you know, five or six, he said, you know, we talk it out. We talk about our feelings. Mm, it was kind of great. That's like good. he didn't say, you know, he didn't say my mom spanks me or abuses me or hurts me, which is good because it was the truth. My husband, funny enough, he was kind of a man and all kind of like, I'm a great dad. What are you going to ask me? And I could feel like his ego just kind of getting flared up. And <laughs> he even said the wrong thing. Like they said, what do you do to discipline your child? And he's like, well, every now and then, you know, we whip their little butts. And the woman straight up was like, please don't say whip their little butts. And she like no. didn't raise it. No. And he's like, well, I, I don't mean like whip them. Like I'll grab their ear or pull their ear or something. And the lady was like, look, guys, like I see that this might not be a thing. Like this might not be serious, but we had to check it out. It, it's a mm-hmm. medical, it's a medical complaint. Yeah. We had to check it out. What I love for moms that are listening, dads that are listening, they did ask to call my student's school. And I said, no, I said, I didn't think that I, that I was okay with that. And I, you know, I knew the counselor at the time, maybe she'll hear this maybe one day. Um, and I just thought, you don't know how rumors are. Like, you don't know what people think. Like people don't know the whole story. And I, the last thing I wanted was CPS investigating us at the school. So you have rights, you can deny them, you know, talking to the child's school. And the woman did say, you know, that that might not look so good for you. But I said, well, that's what I want. I don't want the school to be involved. So they involved family members that were there. They interviewed the family members. Eventually, we got a letter. It was a great letter because the outcome was that nothing was um, proven, that it was pretty much, Mm -hmm. I don't know if the word was like inconclusive or it wasn't even the word inconclusive. It was a great word. It was almost like unsubstantiated, I think the word was, like that there was Mm -hmm. nothing there to believe that there was abuse in this home. But, you know, I'm glad that this is the system because there could be kids that are getting burned because their parents are smoking crack on a pipe. I mean, I get that, mm-hmm. guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in my case, that wasn't my case. But I do want to say to our parents that don't think about rushing to the ER. Do it even if it seems minor, even if your kid's okay. We learned that the hard way. This is really a long story. One last thing I'll say about this story. That day, my husband was wearing a free T-shirt that he got at a conference. And oh, in, no. big old letter, in big old letters, the shirt said, I'm a hitter. <gasps> hitter. Hitter. In reference Diego. to like a bat. Yes. In reference yes. to a bat. In reference to like a baseball game. So it's like the funniest oh, story looking God. back on that. Like that's hysterical because <laughs> of all the things. At that day, oh. we, both happened, we both happened to be home. Like he's bumming, I'm bumming. We're never home in the middle of the day. And he's got this I'm a hitter shirt Great. on. And they're like getting my kids naked in a room, making sure they don't have bruises, asking Isaiah like how we handle him if he's in trouble. It was a scary week. I remember after that, I thought I'm going to want to go to the ER for any little bump or bruise. But the social worker, and you know, by the way, I do this for a living. I work with social workers every day for a living. So how ironic, how humbling. And you're like, I, but the social worker, <laughs> I know for real. No, the social worker told me not to worry obviously try to use a little bit better common sense but that's my story guys and that's kind of been one of the tougher lessons to learn um it's hard to understand kids we i mean we i i have my daughter and she has little words and she babbles and jibber jabbers you don't entiendo and i could see how if she's frustrated how i can get frustrated especially if i'm having a bad day or i haven't mm-hmm. had any sleep mm-hmm. and how it could lead to really um unwantingly maybe sometimes shake or or, or, yeah. or hurt your child you know because of not being able to communicate with a with a little baby and i think mm-hmm. we, we like we said again earlier you know like it's 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 hard to not lose it and mm-hmm. in those moments just walk away mm-hmm. and yeah. you know we we will we'll avoid you know those those moments of damn e- uh, regrettable moments that we can say even though we don't intend to do it and, and just walk away and really um learn learn from that to be more patient instead of being hands-on when it comes to that you know interesting yeah. point I mean, you don't want to have something be misconstrued. You don't want to have the situation happen to 
you and when it involves you hitting your child you know it was a little yeah. different in my situation but oh yeah completely different but you yeah imagine if gali is like saying like my mom punched me in the face you know you don't know what she's yeah. gonna say one day and that's not true necessarily right that's not yeah. how it happened gali yeah. that's not how it happened but you ran into to my face yeah. i'm just kidding <laughs> No, no, I'm totally kidding, yeah. guys. I'm not about abuse. I'm not about it. Yeah. It sounds no, funny. No, you are but... definitely the patient one. You are definitely oh, the patient. Oh, my goodness. Lord, help me. Lord, help us. For real. Yeah, Lord, help us. So, you know, parenting tales, there's this quite a few of how you never there know how is. something's going to go down or be perceived or what you're going to go through. And there's a lot of resources, ladies. Like, look us up, come to us, and we will find the services for you in your community. But if this is one topic that is really resonating with you and you find that parenting has been just so tough, maybe you're a single parent, maybe you and your partner are not on the same page, parenting classes can help you get on the same page. And... um Sometimes those free services, even if it's just books, I don't know if you ladies read any really great books. I have my tip of the day for a great book that I want to plug, but um, books are a really great resource. The book Parent Shift is a really good book that is written by parenting coaches from a group called Parenting from the Heart. My husband and I did some of their parenting classes many years ago when we had our, our firstborn as our only child, and they were a huge help to us. I will say the reason I'm saying this is my tip of the day is because this book and those parenting coaches, the one thing they taught us, which is so cool, ladies, is that mm -hmm. kids can be much more independent, a lot younger, much more independent oh. than we realize. So I have my seven-year-old that does, you know, my my 12-year-old has been doing laundry since he was seven. My seven, eight-year-old, they do the dishes. I mean, there's a lot of independence that comes with their developmental stages that sometimes as parents, we want to do way too much for our kids and we don't realize it. So be aware of that, that the kids are actually really independent as they grow up and give them opportunities to be independent and to help you around the home. So read Parent Shift or go to parenting classes to kind of learn about the different developmental stages and where the kids can help you as they're developing to be more independent. Now I'm like, I'm very much of a, do some research, what's going to work for me. Um, but for me, it was researched what's going to work. And I think um, mm -hmm. that's how I learned my way through what's uh, in the sense, of especially, especially for like sleep training. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to do the the crying, you know, the let them cry. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's harsh. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it was it took a little bit of a of figuring out. But um, it was it wasn't hard. Within two, within two weeks, Gali was sleeping through the night. So it was perfect. Maybe oh, we just had a good great. child. But you necessarily have to read a whole book. Yeah. But if you're getting, you know, at your fingertips nowadays with different strategies, ask us. We're three moms. We tried three different ways. You know, come to Level Up Latina for that support, especially our single moms out there. Come to us to vent. Come to us to get support, ideas, what's not working. Because we know that it takes a village. And if you feel your village is thin or you don't have a village, that's what we're trying to provide here, that village yes, and that support. Exactly. Because it's, it's going to be a doozy. The parenting tales that we'll all end up with, they are going to be a doozy. This parenting cast that I took, I think one of the biggest takeaways from us was the one-on-one -on -one dates with our kids, so important. It really gets them to feel special and their behaviors radically change if they're off and fighting or moody or just not being themselves. It's just letting kids do what they need to do at the different developmental stages. They want independence. This is huge for whatever age your kids are in. They want independence. And if you don't give them independence now, when they're older, they're the kind of kids that really struggle to live on their own, to be on their own. They want to you know, live in with mom and dad forever because honestly, they it's hard to suddenly you go to college and you don't know how to wash your clothes. Like You don't oh, know how yeah. to deal with with a car breaks down and you don't know because mom and dad would take care of that for you or pay for that or support you through that. Like as a Latina, like I really saw my mom do everything for everybody and be in service. And that's great, but it's also keeping people from doing it for themselves. And we're finding with kids that go away to college, a lot of them come back before they even finish college 
because their moms maybe did everything for them or their dads did everything for them. And the way we combat that, guys, Mm -hmm. is by letting the kids do for themselves. My oldest, you know, he has to set his alarm. He has to be responsible to wake up. He has to remind himself to shower. We, he, we've empowered him to, you have to do these things. If you don't do Mm -hmm. these things, there are natural consequences that they kind of learn on their own. Like, yeah, I got to take care of my body. I got to take care of my my surroundings, my stuff, my things. Like my parents aren't going to be here to save me. That was a huge takeaway. It's so yeah. funny. I read that you mentioned that the kids are independent. When I was having, when I, you know, now I'm still having that issue with Galia that doesn't want to eat, you know? And um, I took a little webinar, a little webinar on, like uh, on online. And it talked about, you know, are you having hard times with your baby? And it was like a webinar for like two-year-olds and above, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, she's almost two. I'm already dealing yeah. with a 13-year-old. Such a simple thing where they said, look, if she doesn't want to eat what she's eating, Give her options because she's a little person. She's an independent little being that's trying <laughs> mm-hmm. to claim her own little space. So I'm like, okay, let me see. What kind of options do I want to give her? Like, okay, do you want yogurt or do you want this little turkey sausage patty? And then she can choose what she wants. And then I give yes. it to her. So I'm like, oh my God, that was so easy. Instead of like, te vas a comer esto. Yes. It's more yeah. of a, okay, Gali, you're right. This is your choice. And then it's like, okay, I still want her to eat everything else. So mm-hmm. do I give her the strawberries or the grapes first? You know? So it's one of those things. I'm like, it really helped to just simply step back. Like it was something so yeah. simple instead of just yeah. forcing it on her, you know, where she was yeah. like, she oh, feels absolutely. like I'm in control. I like that. Yeah. Great lesson. My kids now have to figure out what they have to do on their own. What's in the fridge? What options do you have? It starts now. They learn yeah. options. And later it's like, you don't want a mom made find what you're going to eat and eat, you know, right. Don't yeah, stress right. out moms. Don't stress out moms and dads. They Don't are not going to Yes. Reminder to everyone listening. Um, we just want to remind you that it, with all this conversation came up a lot of things where we sometimes I feel alone. We might feel like we have, you know, nothing's temporary. We might feel as esperadas or like we're losing it. Remember that self-care that, um, remember that the coaching, we're here to life coach you our services. Remember that our services are there. We're here to help. So if there's any questions that you might have, like, please contact us. We're here to help you, um, to, you know, assist you in developing a plan to be able to get you that time to, you know, for yourself, to be able to be the best person you can be for your children or for your partner or just for yourself. So just remember that we are here. Um, check out our services. Subscribe to our email list and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Level Up Latina. Email us your questions, suggestions, or topics and keep the conversation going at admin at leveluplatina.com. Good job, guys. Thank Thank you you. for joining us today. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Level up. Level up. Have a great day. Se cuidan. Besos. Chao, chao.